Good morning, 808 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Joining us now, Shane Tucker. He is the chief deputy at the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. Joins us Monday at this time. Shane, welcome back to the show, sir. Well, good morning, Andrew. It's good to talk to you again. Oh, I can hear it already. You're sick, aren't you? <laughs> you doing okay? I'm afraid I'm starting. Oh. I'm afraid I'm starting. I'm, I feel fine, but I'm very, very congested. Oh, bummer, man. I wish you were feeling better. Um, obviously, the big news from over the weekend from Friday was the recommendation that the charges against Marcus Spanavello, uh would be dropped. The Florida charges would be dropped. Can you maybe explain to folks what's going on here? Because this is by no means a, we're trying to let him go, right? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, uh, prosecutors uh, are, are tasked with determining, you know, what action is going to best serve justice in these criminal proceedings. Uh, in this particular case, the, the suspect is accused of crimes that have taken place in multiple jurisdictions in multiple states. Um, so the prosecuting authority in each of those jurisdictions has to take into account what's, what's the most, you know, efficacious means of achieving justice. Uh, in this particular case, um, the charges here in Santa Rosa County, even with a conviction, um, are, are going to result in extended jail time. He's been in jail since April, um, you know, so the decision was made that since Alabama authorities have uh, more serious charges, uh, uh, you know, up, up to and including homicide, which could result in a, a far, far more significant penalty. Uh, the decision was made to just, just allow them to prosecute the case there. Okay, so again, in the interest of ac- accomplishing the, the best effect of an outcome, uh, that's what we're looking at. And now one question I had for you is, okay, so um, he's a Florida resident, she was a Florida resident. If they, If the crime was actually committed here, we would need to have that trial here. But if the crime or or the most significant crimes or some of the crimes actually took place in Alabama, then we do the prosecution there. Do I generally have that right? Yes, sir. If uh, if there was if there was evidence um, that that supported that the murder occurred here, then, then we would prosecute the murder. Um, and I don't know the specifics um, of of all the evidence in this investigation, but generally speaking, um, where a body is found, absent evidence to the contrary, uh, they have a presumption that the murder occurred in that jurisdiction. Okay. Uh, so, and, and again, I don't know the specific evidence in this case. Um, if there were not evidence to suggest that it occurred here, then then the the, the presumption is that, that Alabama has that jurisdiction. I gotcha. All right. Very good. You've had a, so again, just because I know when I first, you know, I'm scrolling through social media, I saw the headline, I'm like, what the, and then, okay, there's, there's a lot, you know, it's important to understand what's actually being dropped and, you know, why this is being done. Uh, we had a, right. uh, a threat against a school last week. Is that right? Uh, we did. These are, these are always really disconcerting. Last week, uh, the Pensacola Police Department contacted us and made us aware that uh, a male had contacted a crisis hotline and uh, told him he lived in Pensacola, was suicidal, and intended to shoot up Pace Middle School. Mm. Um, so uh, investigators went to work pretty quick and, and were able to, within a, a, a very short period of time, identify this, the subject uh, who was in Pensacola, was a military member living in Pensacola. Uh, so our our partners in Escambia County were able to locate him and uh, and ultimately arrest him. Um, I don't really know what his motive was. Uh, clearly, there was there was something something wrong. 
Um, but we are just grateful that he was identified so quickly and taken into custody. Did, did it look we like it was aware. a genuine? Did it look like it was a genuine threat, or did it turn out to more look like it was just somebody talking? But you're still glad you managed to catch hold of him. I am not aware of any evidence that he had made any kind of um, um, affirmative, you know. Movement. progress towards that end or movement towards that end. Okay. Um, but any time we have a threat like that, we, we just can't take a chance with it. Absolutely. No, that's exactly the right answer. Um, you guys had somebody impersonating a cop last week, right? Well, we did receive that report. Uh, we had a complainant um, told deputies that a gray unmarked charger tried to pull him over in Navarre. Um, and one of the things that really struck the complainant as suspicious was all the lights on the vehicle were red. There uh. weren't any blue lights. And that was a really terrific observation from a citizen. All the law enforcement in this area have, have blue lights in their array. Uh, so that was, that was uh, kudos to him. You know, we are attempting currently to find uh, that vehicle and the owner. Um, but, you know, that's, that's a real good time for us to talk about because occasionally these things do come up. Um, if, if you're being signaled to stop by someone and you have a legitimate concern that that person is not, in fact, a law enforcement officer, um, you know, the first and foremost thing you need to do is get on the phone and call 911. Um, explain your situation to the dispatcher. Chances are really good that uh, he or she will be able to confirm uh, an attempted traffic stop. Uh, but if not, you stay on the line with the dispatcher and follow their instructions, and, and everything should be okay. And and usually that instruction is going to be to take you to a um, a substation. Is that right, or is that not always the case? Uh, a, a substation would be a, a terrific place. Um, you know, a very crowded place, Walmart, a shopping center, or something like that. Um, you know, and, and chances are really good that if it's a legitimate traffic stop, that dispatcher is going to say, "No, that's one of our units. Go ahead and pull over. You'll be fine." Right. Um, and if not, then they'll they'll direct you, and they'll they will send units to you. And so, okay, so yeah. just correct me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, blue lights for the police and the sheriff, red lights for the fire, and then you're going to have a combination of lights, uh, red and yellow. Is that right for the EMS and paramedics? Do I have that right, or you want to a- amplify that in any way? Law enforcement will have red and blue. Red and blue, okay. Red and blue. But there will be some blue Correct. in there. That's okay. Very good. Thank you for that. And construction is going to be yellow only. Yellow. Yes, and, and I know there are some some police jurisdictions up uh, in, in the Northeast that didn't use green or something like that. Uh, you, you're not going to see that here. Okay. All right. Well, that helps. You guys also had a SWAT standoff, but one that ended with nobody hurt, which is how these are supposed to go, right? Well, nobody additional hurt. Um, nobody has a result of SWAT standoff. Early Friday morning, uh, I don't know, sometime after midnight, our deputies were dispatched to a home um, in Milton for a disturbance. The uh, victim reported that her living boyfriend struck her in the face with uh, what she believed to be uh, the butt of a rifle. Mm. Uh, and it caused a, a pretty significant injury to her eye, you know. Uh, she she needed to be, uh, to be seen and treated by EMS. Um, according to the complainant, um, she was able to get out of the house, and he was in there by himself, but uh, she believed he was still armed with said rifle. You know, our deputies showed up and tried to make contact with him and uh, initially run successful, given the circumstances that he was armed with a rifle and by himself. They just kind of held their position and called for a hostage negotiator who was able to ultimately, you know, get the suspect to peacefully surrender. Uh, he was charged with uh, aggravated battery, domestic violence, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon.
Well, I, I will, you know, it's a horrible underlying uh, activity, but I will always take it when the SWAT team shows up and you, everybody comes out alive after that. That's that's a good the good outcome to me. Uh, Shane Tucker, he's the chief deputy at the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office. As always, Chief, thank you for the time. I hope you feel better real soon. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Talk to you soon. Yeah.